excited to be here to do My this. My name is Laura Foster. Guitar player extraordinaire slash uh, resident fun guy at Northside Baptist Church. Blanton. I'm actually Charlie's Dang, cousin. Little biker. Baines Blanton. I'm a junior at Lowndes High School. Peterson. I'm a student at Lowndes High School. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm so glad to have you on today. If you introduce yourself, and we'll just keep on going. Yeah, uh, so my name is Jesse Lucas. I am host of uh, Basically Biblical Podcast. Um, mm-hmm. <clears throat> that's, I mean, pretty much it right now. Uh, just moved yeah. actually down, not uh, not too far from your neck of the woods. Um, just within last year, moved from Illinois to Georgia. I uh, felt like God was telling us to, to relocate. Um, got yeah. down here, and now we're just kind of um waiting seeing how things play out uh seeing what he wants us to do and and taking those next steps why in the world you do that it's so hot i'm I'm joking i get it Uh, there's no snow no there's no snow no i love it i love it so you don't like the snow i know that we were talking about that on the on fire like um group chat you don't like snow no i i I grew up so i spent most of my life in illinois um i actually did live in north dakota for a little bit um mm-hmm. when i was i was quite a bit younger but it's just i've been around it so much and like most people that have it they like it because it's pretty and it makes it look like really like christmas and stuff but anybody that is familiar with it they know that once it starts snowing it just gets nasty it gets gross <laughs> it's it makes it harder to drive um <clears throat> even like where you park your cars and stuff like that it like kind of starts to partially melt because your cars are pulling up and the exhaust is going and it heats up during the daytime and it just it turns into a slush and it just it makes everything everything gross so yeah so and i'm I, not a know, fan for people i mean i get it if you've like lived in it but like for me it's like such a kind of a novelty type thing i've never really seen it except for like yeah. one time it snowed like in 2018 or something like that and it really didn't snow like where I live, but 30 minutes away, you know, in Valdosta, it did. And I was like, we're going to my grandma's right now. If we have to drive 10 miles an hour down the road, I don't care. And funny enough, I've still got like, um, I've still got like a bag of the snow in my freezer. freezer. No joke. In my freezer. Yeah, that is no lie. Um, but if you could just go into your testimony a little bit and then we'll just um keep on going. Yeah, so... um. I was born and raised in church. Uh, my, mm-hmm. uh, I actually, I, my, my parents, I was kind of the thing that really got them to, to take church seriously and take God seriously. That's awesome. Um, well, it's, it was, uh, it wasn't anything that I did. It was just, I think the, the weight of being a dad landed yeah. on my dad and he's like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I, and, and my, my mom was raised in church and, they were going to church. They just, they weren't taking it seriously. It, it was nothing except for just uh check the box off go. on Sunday. Yeah. yeah. So um, they, they, they kind of started digging in and actually taking it seriously. Um, so I was, I was born and raised in church. Anytime the church building was open, we were there. If we had to go in <laughs> yeah. and watch them, watch the janitor clean the windows, we went in and watched the janitor. Like anytime there was anything, we were there. Dude, that sounds like me. <laughs> yeah. So I've, and, well, 
<clears throat> I think with you, though, I think your attitude is a little bit better with it because you want to be there. You want yeah. to be doing stuff. And I think for for me being raised in it, I didn't have like I, I believed in God. I believed mm-hmm. that God was real. The Christianity was true. Um, but I never I never really took it super seriously. Um, <clears throat> I remember, too, uh, maybe like middle school. I kind of, we would have people come into the church and they would give their testimony and stuff. And, um, I remember seeing, um, <clears throat> I don't remember their name, but they, they were, uh, a big drug addict. Mm-hmm. Um, they got their life turned around God helped them, <clears throat> which was great. But I remember thinking like, I'm ne- I'm never, I'm not going to do drugs. Like I'm not, I'm not going to yeah. do this. I'm never going to have this testimony. Like I'm never going to be able to, mm-hmm. um, <clears throat> to do anything like that, to, to give my story and have it impact people and, and things like that. Um, and so even from, from really early on, I remember kind of thinking negatively about my, my testimony, um, if you yeah. will. <clears throat> I've heard that from um, a lot of people too. Yeah. And that's not, I don't think that's uncommon for, no. for kids that grow up in church. Um, no, cause they're like, you know, like you said, you know, you grew up in church. You're like, oh, my testimony is nothing special. It's I just grew up in it. But then I tell them all yeah. the time, I'm like, nowadays people want to hear that. They're like, you grew up in church, you know. Oh, so yeah. That's what I tell them all the time. Like, well, that's <clears throat> that's what I ended up actually ended up. Uh, it was now towards the end of middle school, right before high school started. Um, had a friend come over to my house and. Uh, I, I had never really been exposed to anything like this. Mm-hmm. I had a friend come over to my house. Um, he ended up pulling up some explicit websites on a computer mm. that I had in my room. And it was, like I said, I, my, I, I know now at the time, <clears throat> my dad was struggling with that. Mm-hmm. Um, he was like actively fighting it. And he wasn't in a position to try to help me through it. And so there was, there was really, they, they just assumed like, Oh, we're fighting it. We're not bringing it into the house. It's not going to get to them. And so there was no checks whatsoever. Yeah. Um, I had free access to the internet. I had a computer in my room and I had unlimited possibilities of what I could find. Mm-hmm. And I ended up finding, yeah. yeah, I ended up finding most of what you could probably think of. Um, <clears throat> Finally, uh, I was caught. My uh, um, dad ended up having something put in the house that will actually, it's a, like an accountability software. Mm-hmm. So if any sites are visited, it sends a report to his accountability partner and then they ask him about it. Um, I didn't realize that that was there. Got on his computer and uh, that ended up happening. <clears throat> they talked to me about it and they they thought that that was it that was the first time I had looked at anything or done anything like that. And, um, it, from there, I just, I started to get to where I was better at hiding it. Um, continued down that way. Uh, I just spiraled out of control. I remember thinking, uh, you know, once I get married, it's not going to be a problem anymore. Um, cause then, you know, I'm, I'm married, I have free access to this and like, it's, it's yeah, not, that's gonna not be an what issue. you want to bring into a marriage though. That's no, that is that is so much baggage. And then even <clears throat> once I was married, it didn't go away. 
because mm. that's that's not what the issue was. Yeah. Um, and so, like I said, I, I got married. It, it didn't go away. Um, actually ended up causing several issues for for a while. Um, <clears throat> it ended up being a, a major contributing factor to that marriage ending in divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, I had... <clears throat> I would say I, I had finally gotten to the point where I was, um, I actually had a, like a, a lock on my phone, um, oh. where only I, I could only access certain apps and this normally you do this when you want to like, let your kids play a game on your phone. Yeah. You don't want them to have access to everything. And so you just, they only get the certain games or whatever. Well, I had that on my phone and my, my then wife and then my dad, actually had the password and things like that where they could get around it and uh ended up um marriage started falling apart it was uh neither one of us made good decisions um neither one of us was married ready for marriage but um that ended up falling apart and i remember the one of the first i actually i think i talked about this in the the on fire podcast we did together Mm -hmm. um i ended up I'm sitting there one day. It's the first night that I'm at my house by myself. My kids are gone. Um, and I remember I looked over and I see my phone and it just, I mean, I had, I had not looked at anything for, it had probably been almost a year. Um, yeah. I had not looked at anything and I look over and I see my phone and I have this thought, like, I have no reason like not to, like I could look, I, I know it's going to make me feel better. I'm going to get that high from, from, from looking at it. <clears throat> and I had this moment of clarity. Um, and in that moment, I, uh, this is definitely overkill. Um, yeah. I grabbed a hammer and I just destroyed my phone. Yeah, um, sure. Now, <laughs> yeah. now I said, no, you're good. I had, so, I mean, I still had, like, I had a smart TV. Um, I could have accessed something. I had a computer. I could have accessed something. But it was just that that thought, like, you have, I'm not yeah. going to let anything get in the way. And so I, I, I destroyed my phone. Um, ended up getting another phone. Didn't didn't really have any more issues with that. I mean, the temptation comes up. Temptation still comes up. Mm-hmm. That's, that's common, especially in the society that we live in. Um, but <clears throat> ended up uh, getting remarried a uh, second time. Again, was not really ready for that. Um, <clears throat> I was at the time I was a, a worship pastor at the church oh. that I was attending. Interesting. Um, yeah. Got got remarried. Um was not ready for it. Was not uh just mentally was not in a spot that I needed to be. Uh the lady I married was not a Christian mm. by by that was, any I means. Mean, not like judging you at all, but that should have been like your first like, Oh yeah. Eh-eh. Oh I a hundred percent, a hundred percent. Because you know, if you're a worship pastor, she's not a Christian. That's not gonna work. Nope, nope. Yeah. Um, and so, I mean, she did. Like, she would go to church, and she she was curious about it. Um, yeah. But she she had not made that decision. She had not done really anything towards that. Um. So we were. Uh, and there are so many red flags with her. Um, we were married for. Um. I think about a, oh, I don't even know if it was a month. I think it was, eh, it was wow. maybe two months. Um, <clears throat> then she ended up leaving me and going back mm. to, to her ex. Um, and then that lasted for about a week. 
and then she came back and we were together for almost a year then she Mm -mm. left again and uh then we were we were separated for um and i never i i didn't go and file for divorce like nothing like that we were separated for um probably almost a year um and then just out of the blue we ended up uh talking again um i i I thought i saw some genuine change in her um, yeah godly change so we ended up kind of starting conversation again uh that led to we got i mean we were still married uh we moved in back together started working on stuff uh really seemed like we were we were doing well for a little while um then i mean stuff started popping up again um red flags things that i was like really seemed to me like there were some issues um I, I I had reason to believe that she was being unfaithful, but I didn't have any like concrete evidence. And so I remember praying <clears throat> and this was, um, again, I would say, I would say that I was a Christian, but it wasn't really any like major part of my life. I was, I was, if I died, I, I think I would have gone to heaven but I wasn't actively living out my faith. Um, so I, I, I was just starting to change that where I was actually getting in and, and really digging in, um, <clears throat> really working on cultivating my relationship with God. And I remember, um, I remember one night praying that if, if she was cheating on me, that, I would, God would let me find out that, uh, I I would somehow know the marriage would just end and I'd be able to move on. Well, I didn't actually find out she was cheating on me. Uh, the next night, um, she just randomly said she, she wanted to be done. She wanted us to be done, wanted to move on. So I'm like, okay. Um, I wasn't planning on getting married again. I wasn't planning on anything like that. I was just like, I'm going to focus on my kids. God that's it. So we separated. Um, I filed for divorce. Uh, she actually ended up reaching back out and trying to start conversation with me again. But I had since found out, uh, she had actually cheated on me a few different times with a few different people. Um, and so we, um, they said nothing else ever ended up happening. Uh, went through with the divorce, all that. But in the process, I finally got to where I was I was comfortable with it being just me and God. I didn't need anyone else, didn't want anyone else. Um, I, w- I was good with just focusing on, on my kids, my relationship with God, and whatever he decided to have me do. <clears throat> and um, just out of the blue, um, I actually ended up coming across uh, my, my now wife. Uh, so third time's a charm. It worked. Um, my now wife was a, uh, children's pastor at a town about an hour from where I was living. And, uh, my mom actually was praying specifically. This is my mom. Like she has a direct line to Jesus. It seems like. Um, cause there've been multiple times where she has like prayed like crazy specific stuff and it's happened exactly how she's prayed it. 
Um, and so one of them was <clears throat> she wa she was praying that I would find somebody else, that they would be someone who was a, a children's pastor. So they are they're committed in their relationship with God, but also they're going to be able to uh, maybe a little more easily cultivate a relationship with with my kids. And sure enough, um, me and my my now wife, like just I actually sent her a friend request. Um, I kind of there's a couple times I tried to start a conversation with her and nothing would ever happen. Like it never nothing like I would comment on something and she would never respond or I'd make a post and she may comment one time and I try to get a conversation going with that and nothing ever happened with it. And then just out of the blue, I made a, a comment or a post one time about, <clears throat> um, I was doing the, the keto diet and mm -hmm. she was doing it too. And so she commented, uh, we commented back and forth a little bit. Then she ended up sending me a message and we just, never stop talking um Gosh, from then funny. On out. you bonded over the keto diet <laughs> yep so uh um then that's uh we were we dated for a little bit ended up getting married um we had one i have one daughter already with the two of us and then we have uh our our second daughter together fifth total overall child coming in uh january boy so yeah, it'll be that's uh, a lot of kids. It'll be yes, it is. It's never never a dull moment, that's for sure. Mm -hmm. But um, no, uh, so uh, I mean, around that time, I was really, really starting to take my relationship with God seriously. Mm -hmm. Um, really focusing on that. I know, I from from growing up in church, I've seen a lot of, and my dad, my dad's a pastor too, and uh, so from growing up in church specifically seeing from a pastor's point of view um seeing a lot of the the negative and the just really bad stuff that's in churches that most people don't see unless i mean there, there are some people that see it that leads to a lot of church hurt where people leave they don't want to come back um but pastors see a lot of stuff on the backside that most people don't even realize mm -hmm. is there and uh seeing that um that's 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 really shaped a lot of my um uh, personality i guess when it comes to dealing with church people <clears throat> mm -hmm. um I, I was raised in a, a pentecostal charismatic uh church um i still attend a a, a charismatic church um i would i i consider myself uh, charismatic with a seatbelt. Um, so there's, there are, I believe the gifts of spirit for today, but I also think that there are some guardrails that scripture gives us that a lot of people don't pay attention to. Um, a lot of people, like I, I instantly, when I say charismatic people instantly like go to like the, like, I mean, the, the big, like crazy ones that you see on TV, like the televangelists or, um, <laughs> you know, uh, what's his name? Um, uh, Kenneth Copeland, where he's like mm -hmm. swinging his jacket around and hitting people in the face and they're like falling off the stage and stuff and just really, really crazy stuff. That's not, it, it's in a lot of charismatic churches, but I think there are a lot of pastors that do a really good job of actually shepherding that and not letting it go crazy. Yeah. Um, 
really blessed to be at the church that we are. My my senior pastor, he he has a, a heart for letting the the spirit move in church, but also he definitely wants to make sure that it's done in the way that it's supposed to uh, mm-hmm. happen. Um, even things like, you know, scripture talks about if if a prophetic message is given, you're supposed to take that back to scripture and see if it lines up with scripture. And if it doesn't, call it out there on the spot. And I've had conversations with him where there's there's a lady that actually gave him a prophetic message about the church. And he turned around and he told her, like, that's not of God. Mm-hmm. Like, point blank. I know that's not of God. Um, and so not doing it in a way to be mean, but doing it how we're supposed to, according to scripture. Um, so that's something I'm kind of passionate about that, but also I, I've talked about this on my podcast uh, a good bit too. I feel like the Christian church overall has done a terrible job of Mm -hmm. discipleship. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, we get people in the door. We put a, a big focus on evangelism, which is needed. We, we need to get people into the church. And then we put a big focus on salvation, which is definitely needed. Obviously, we want to get people saved. But then once they're saved, it's like, hey, don't sin. Pay your tithes. Good luck. Um, and, I mean, that's it. And, like, I, I'm, I'm pretty well versed with a lot of stuff. But a lot of that's because I grew up. Like, I've been around church my entire life. And there's a lot of, a lot of people that they don't have that. They don't have an understanding or like it may be, uh, <clears throat> oh, you know, like um, I, I was talking to my pastor um, and we've actually talked a, a few times about trying to set up some stuff possibly with this, but educating people, um, like one, showing them how to dig into the Bible and find the stuff for themselves, not not necessarily just reading casually, but actually deep diving into something and, and studying it. Um, you know, I, I, I could go to the, the youth at my church and I could ask them to I actually did this. I spoke at the youth. Um, well, it's been a couple months ago, but I asked them to uh, raise their hands if they believe that um, the gifts of the spirit were still for today. And everyone raised their hand. It's a Pentecostal church. It's what I expected. And so I asked them to keep their hand up if they could point to me in Scripture where they could actually make a defense that the gifts of the Spirit are still for today. And there was one that still had their hand up. And that's a group of probably about 30 kids. Um, so out of 30, there was one that, that felt like they could actually go to Scripture and, and give a defense for something they believe. And so I think there's too much of just... Hey, I'm going with what I'm going with this because that's what my pastor says, and that's just good enough for me. Um, that's that shouldn't be good enough for us. Uh, you know, we if you do that, <clears throat> then at the first sign of any pressure or the first sign of anybody questioning what you believe, you're going to um, completely fold. Um, one example I use, <coughs> and this kind of leads into. I really like apologetics. Um, so one one example I use uh, frequently, and I, I use this a lot with, with youth too, because it's a very simple question, and it actually has a very simple answer. But a lot of people they don't they they don't realize that they're actually being tricked when they're asked this question. And so 
you you let's say you're out on the street talking to somebody, you find out they're an atheist and um they're they're trying to tell you that God doesn't make sense. Like the whole idea of God is just doesn't doesn't work, it's not real. And so they ask you, okay, can God make a rock so big that he can't move it? And your first thought is like, well, yeah, because God can do anything. But if God can make a rock that big, then there's something he can't do. But if if he can move any rock, then he can't make a rock big enough that he can't move. So then there's something that God can't do. And so it's the more you sit and think about it, <clears throat> you get stuck in this cycle. And then it starts to mess with your head. And so then you start to think of there are things in the Bible that are are complex. They're complicated. You know, like the, the idea of the Trinity um, it's something that's, that's hard to grasp because we're, we're finite human beings. And so something this simple can end up being something that unravels somebody's faith entirely. So going back to that question, um, you know, can God make a rock so big that he can't move it? Well, it's actually two questions wrapped into one. So the first question that they're asking is, uh, and I, I think you know this because I think we've talked about this before. Um, but the first first uh, question is, can God make a rock of any size? Well, the answer is yes. So, can God make a rock so big that he can't move it? The answer is no, but it's because the idea of a rock so big that God can't move it cannot exist. It's not a limitation on God. It's a limitation on the rock. It would be like asking if God can make a married bachelor or a square circle. No, he can't, but it's because if you make a square, definitionally, it can't be a circle. Um, so it's a complete contradiction. And so being able to kind of look at these things, think through these these questions, and a lot of what people will encounter from someone who claims to be an atheist, uh, I've been doing this for, um, oh, honestly probably having interactions with people that are what i call a pop atheist or internet atheist um, for about 10 years or so um a lot more active here recently as i've actually been getting on I bet, and, yeah and uh posting stuff but a lot of what you get from atheists online is is pretty shallow like that there are some some people and i, I will say that there's there's some atheists i've had interactions with that i've, I've really genuinely enjoyed um We've we've both left still believing what we believe, but we had a good interaction. We had a good conversation, a good debate. Um, but a lot of what you get, <clears throat> if you have a, a pretty basic understanding of apologetics, you can diffuse most questions, most most things like that that you may get from from an atheist online. Um, but uh, yeah, so I mean, I, I went on for a little bit there. Uh, I'll, no, you're I'll throw good. it back to you, Charlie. Yeah, you're good, man. I loved every second of it. It was good. Um, but how did you start your podcast, and where did it get its name from? Um, so the podcast actually started kind of uh, – I've always enjoyed podcasts. Um, I actually – I felt like I was supposed to do a podcast, and originally I was, I was going to do a podcast on uh, political stuff. Mm. Um, so I've, I've always enjoyed politics. Like oh. people always say like the two things that you can never talk about at work are the, are, uh, religion and politics. And those are probably my two favorite things to talk about. Um, <clears throat> and so originally I was actually planning on starting a, uh, 
political podcast, and it was going to be kind of looking at the political landscape from a Christian perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, And as I kind of started getting into this, um, I actually did one episode. I put it out and then uh, ended up taking it down because I kind of felt like I had this feeling like, like, if, okay, let's talk like economics. Um, I can, I can debate circles around most people when it comes to economic policies. Um, but I couldn't debate somebody on something that, that comes to the Bible. Like if like some surface level stuff I could do, but if anyone were to push really much at all, I wouldn't know what to say or, or how to argue it. And so I started really feeling convicted about that. So I took the episode that I did down, um, actually ended up <clears throat> kind of started. I, I did away with all political shows. I, I listened to a lot. Um, and so I switched it up. And for, I was originally going to do a month. I listened to nothing but mm. uh, teaching podcasts. I listened or Christian, like Bible teaching, uh, preaching and worship music. And that was all I listened to for a month. And then at the end of that month, I'm like, no, I, I want to do this longer. And so I ended up doing like three months yeah. and then that ended up going to a year. <laughs> um, and then it got to the point where I was actually getting ready to start basically biblical. And I wanted to still be in the know on stuff that's going on politically. And uh, so I started listening to some political podcasts and stuff like that again. And I found that I I didn't like listening to those anymore i wanted to listen to the mm. bible teaching and stuff like that and the the political stuff was something i just like had to do to to keep relevant on what's going on and stuff um and so <clears throat> the the whole whole idea of basically biblical really came out of this idea of um teaching uh training people up discipleship um, helping Christians be able to actually answer questions. You know, we want people to go out and evangelize, but how are they going to evangelize if they don't know how to answer a question that someone may have? Um, you know, it's it's good to point people to Jesus, but there are going to be some people that they won't listen to what you have to say about Jesus if you can't answer this other question of theirs. Um, and so kind of just equipping Christians with that is is the basic idea with, with basically biblical and uh, the name, basically biblical, I wanted a name that was going to, it was going to stick out. Um, it definitely does do that. I will say that. Went, like, Yeah. I, I wanted a name that you didn't, you wouldn't know exactly what it was by, obviously it has something to do with the Bible. Um, the, the original name I was going to go with was Practically Biblical. Mm. <laughs> no, and, sorry, but no. <laughs> well, well, I was I was gonna do it, and so like I I made a logo, like I had all yeah. these graphics cool. and stuff yeah. made up, and then I'm like, I need to check to make sure this isn't taken, and so I get on YouTube, and there's already a podcast named Practically Biblical, and I'm like, ah, shoot. Um, so I I looked, the guy hadn't posted anything for like a year, um, and so I actually I. <sighs> It took a long time, but I found his personal Facebook page, sent him a message, (laughs) and uh, I'm like, hey, uh, you know, my name is Jason Lucas. I'm looking at starting a podcast. I saw you had this. Are you still planning on, like, putting out more content or, you know, what exactly are you doing with this? 
And he said he had taken a pause from it. He is planning on doing more. He's like, but I don't have a trademark or anything like that on the name. So if, if you want to use it, you can use it. I can't stop you. Um, and so I thought about it and I, I was sitting there thinking and I'm like, I had, I had already ingrained in my head, practically biblical. Um, and so I'm like, like, I, I couldn't get myself past it. And I'm like, no, because let's say, let's say I do this and it takes off. It's, it's, I liked his content. His content was good. And so if I use that name, it's going to take away from what he's doing or mm-hmm. him doing, it's going to take away from what I'm doing. And so it's going to be like, we're going to be fighting it against each other, even though we're both trying to achieve the same thing. And, uh, <clears throat> So I, I scrapped the name Practically Biblical, um, ended up sitting for a little while trying to think of something, and I went with, uh, ended up going with Basically Biblical because I like the idea of people will see that and their first thought may be like, well, this is basically biblical. Um, so it, it almost is a little bit of a, oh, I don't, know if, I don't think salacious is the right word, but uh, a provocative type name where they 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 may not know exactly what it's going to be when they get into it, um, but they at least have an idea of kind of what it's about. So <clears throat> that's where the name came from. I ended up uh, like now, like looking at it, kind of like like you, like I I'm happy that he ended up yeah. having practically biblical. I'm 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 good with where I ended up landing on it. Um, I like the name. I like the the logo and stuff. So I'm I'm good with with where it ended. Yeah, and you know about mine. I checked to see if there's one, and there actually is like one or two. But I was like, theirs is completely different from what I'm doing anyway. And so yeah. it wouldn't be like I'm doing anything similar. And I'm like, who knows? You know, if if God wants it to be, it'll be the top young minds podcast everywhere. So and that's that's too like like I said, I like his content and his his idea behind his channel is basically the same thing that I was doing. Mm-hmm. Um, he was actually going through and I'll, I'll throw, I mean, I don't have an issue throwing a plug out for him. I like, like I said, I like his content, but I was actually like, he would go through, he would take a, a biblical story and he'd break it down and give you like practical application for this. story. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, I mean, he's, uh, I haven't checked in a while to see if he started that last time I checked was, probably oh five six months ago um Mm -hmm. and he he hadn't started putting anything else out there um but what he did put i liked but like you said you know you looked and you saw some other ones but there was there was they were different content like this would be like the exact same content um and so yeah it would be 100 percent. we were fighting against each other and i'm like we're both trying to do the same thing. Um, I actually had a plan and I may reach back out to him. Actually, I'd forgotten about it, but when I talked to him, he actually was interested in uh, possibly, cause I, I did tell him like, Hey, I'm not going to use the name. I'm going to find something else. And I kind of explained it to him. And so uh, he actually said, you know, once I get going, uh, hit him back up, maybe we can do some collaboration sometime. Uh, so cool. I may re- actually reach back out to him. I forgot hey, about it yeah. until now. Yeah. That'd be good, man. That's crazy. Like, yeah, that's a crazy story with the name, though. Like, I can't imagine having to need to reach out. To I'm at like, imagine if the guy never like reached out to you and it's like, oh, great, and I'm stuck now. I don't yeah. know if I should use it or not, you know? Because some people <laughs> just never look at that anymore. Like, they're just done or whatever. Like, he could have been done with all of it and didn't message you or anything. Yep. And then you'd have been like, great, what do I do now? 
Like, yep. And that would have bugged me if I was you. I'd have been like, oh, oh yeah. my gosh, what do I do? You know, because um, I know that I can, it's, I mean, I'm not like, and this is not me bragging on myself or nothing. When you look up Young Minds, it's the first one that pops up. There's like one or two more, but I mean, I, I did make sure to check before and I was like, okay, this is different stuff. This isn't like, you know, biblical stuff. Well, I mean, and even if I was thinking, I was thinking about it, Young Minds, you don't really think of, well, now you might, but before, when you read the title, you don't think of biblical stuff. Yep. So it's like, I'm kind of like, you don't know what you're fixing to get yourself into. It's like, yeah. you, you, might, you might be getting into some a wacky podcast you don't know. Yeah. But, yeah. But, I mean, for sure, that is a crazy story. And I mean, I don't, I mean, unless you told it um, some other time, I don't, I don't think I've ever heard it. Um, so I don't think, uh, I don't think I've ever gotten into it. Uh, I don't think yeah. I've ever, I mean, there are a couple people that I've always like close with in the, the early process. Mm-hmm. Um, but aside from that, I've never, I've never told it on the podcast. I don't think I've ever talked about it with you guys before. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Well, surprise. Glad to be the first one to hear it. Don't you? Um, <laughs> but um, so, you know, since, cause you're like on your podcast, you're more of the mediator, right? Cause you have two other people that are with you a lot of the times, you know, what are some positives to that? And what are some negatives of that? You being the mediator. Um, so I, I do, I do a couple different formats. Yeah. Um, the one that right now I think is the most common is kind of that, that mediator. Um, so with that, we're doing, uh, uh, their names are, are Aubrey and Jess, uh, and my wife, Tiffany occasionally will come on as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but we're doing, we're working through the gospel of John and it's just, my original plan was I was going to actually go through chapter by chapter and do a deep dive, um, mm-hmm. break down every single verse. Like I'm, I'm sitting and teaching somebody. And then I started thinking about it and I kind of thought like, that's not going to be the first thing that I do with somebody. If I'm bringing them in as a Christian, um, the first thing I'm going to do is like, we're going to read through this and we're going to casually walk through this. We're going to have conversation mm-hmm. about it. Um, now there, there's still going to be stuff like, um, you know, especially like I, I use my, my ESV study Bible. And so I've got notes, it's like study notes at the bottom. And so I'll bring up stuff that's in there. Um, before we do it, I listen to a lot of commentaries or I may find somebody preaching on that specific chapter or verse. And, um, and we'll actually bring that into the conversation as we're talking through. But um, it's very much just a casual conversation. Um, I will say, I think my... my biggest drawback to it or I guess maybe dislike is, um, and I've, I've told this to to Aubrey and Jess too. Mm -hmm. I think they both feel like I've told them I want to feel comfortable. I want them to feel comfortable cutting me off. Yeah. Um, (laughs) so like if, if we start talking or if I'm, I'm talking through something and they want to jump in on that specific point to just jump in. Um, yeah, I've had to get, comfortable with that like cutting people off i mean i know it's it's awkward because you know they're you know they're here for your time like it's so it's yeah. like oh i don't want to cut so, somebody off but yeah yeah so you feel bad doing it but and, and so i've told them that but they're still they, they have a lot of good input um uh, mm-hmm. i a lot of input that I, I i wouldn't think of they they both have different experiences than me they both have they're raised differently than me especially um jess was actually raised catholic uh mm. never really took it seriously um, ended up like my first conversation with her, she had only been a Christian for, 
few months. Mm-hmm. Um, and so um, she's actually friends with Aubrey. We ended up having a conversation, and Aubrey told me, he's like, hey, I want you to meet Jess. Um, she's she's kind of a new Christian, but she has some questions. And so I'm thinking, like, okay, it's going to be like – and she's a college student. So I'm like, mm-hmm. okay, it's going to be like, can I drink? Do I pay tithes? Stuff like this. And we sat down. It was me, Aubrey, Jess, and my wife. We went to uh, – uh, had dinner at this Mexican place. And we sit down, and the first thing that Jess asked me is, do you believe that once saved, always saved? And I'm like, okay, like this this is a little more deep theological um, than I was expecting. And she she just, when, when, she, start, when she finally believed, um, she actually took this reel, she dove in head mm-hmm. first. She read through, I think she said James, the first book she read through, uh, start to finish. And then she went to the Gospels, and then she read the New Testament. And so she's, like, working through all these. Um, but she wants the difficult questions. She wants the mm-hmm. stuff. And so that's kind of uh, one of the reasons why I ended up uh, bringing both of them on. <clears throat> but, um, you know, I think that would be the, the probably the, the hardest thing about that format. I do also, um, besides that, I, there's been a couple... Uh, a couple of interviews and stuff I've done. A lot of those haven't aired yet. I'm waiting. They'll be probably January. Um, my, as far as interviews go, um, I, I don't like interviews as much because I don't feel like it can be usually as free flow of a conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> now it's possible to do an interview and have it be a free flow of conversation and I, there's been ones I've listened to. Several of your episodes are like that, and I think you do it well. Um, Thank you. Yeah. But with with me, I I just feel like going in ahead of time and not having a structure, like it, it drives me crazy. So I've got like a list of questions that I have and stuff, and then um, it just like I said, it, it drives me crazy not having a structure um, with that. And then the 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 last kind of style that I do is uh, more of a teaching and those it's just me i have usually i'll have my notes sometimes i'll do like a kind of reacting to like a, a social thing going on um uh maybe a, another video like i did one um <clears throat> actually recently it's called uh there's a channel called jubilee on youtube and they do a bunch of random stuff this one was called odd one out and <laughs> There was six people on the stage, or seven people on the stage. Five of them were pastors. Two of them were atheists. Ooh. And they, but they all claimed to be pastors, but they had to like, they had to vote out the person, the people that were oh the atheists. And so like, I, I watched through like it. Us. <laughs> right. I yeah. watched through it. And then my, my whole takeaway at the end was, uh, I, I think I titled the video are, are you more Christian than an atheist? Mm-hmm. Um, and so like the idea of kind of, if you were on trial for being a Christian, would there actually be enough evidence to convict you? Or like, do you, would you be able to hold up a conversation? If you were in this setting, would you pass as actually being a Christian? Um, or are there atheists that know more about what you believe than, than you do? Um, so I, I like to look at some, some kind of social stuff like that, tie it back in. But I've done some, uh, some kind of heavier teachings. I did. Uh, I think it ended up being um, four parts on the Trinity um, and tying it back to 
uh, scripture, how uh, this was specifically how, how we look at scripture and we get the idea of the Trinity. So I started off with like, <clears throat> the Bible teaches that there's only one God. Okay, so that's the basis for it. And then the Bible teaches that the Father is God. And then I did uh, kind of each branch from there. So then I showed that the Bible shows that the Father is separate from the Son and separate from the Spirit. And then it shows that Jesus is God and he's separate from the Spirit. And then just kind of built all of those and, and brought us together. Um, and so that ended up being, <coughs> excuse me, that ended up being uh, kind of a lengthy teaching. Um, mm -hmm. But I honestly, I think, I think I, I enjoy I enjoy the teaching ones um, because that's like really in my wheelhouse, like being able to dig in deep to a topic, um, really go through it, slow walk through it, teach um, kind of like I'm, I'm standing in front of people um, actually teaching them. So, yeah. And one thing I found about the interviews is if, you know, cause I've got a list of course questions for myself. So that's, you know, but of course if we deviate, that's one thing, but like, that's why I don't, um, what I'll tell people, I'm like, this is what the questions are about, but I will not tell them what the questions are like exactly. And so there's yeah. a more genuine reaction to them. Um, especially, you know, the only time that I maybe gave the questions was the one year anniversary episode because they were asking for it. I'm like, look, that's my senior, that's my senior pastor. I'm not going to not say no and give him the questions, you know, yeah. cause he might be my future boss one day. So we're not, <laughs> I'm not doing that. You know, no, um, I, I think that yeah. was, that was. That was a wise decision. Yeah. Um, but for the for majority of them, I will, you know, sit there. I'm like, okay, this is what the questions are about, but you're not going to know exactly what they are. Unless if I have like a, a question that I'm like, I don't know if they want me to ask this or not, but for the most part, I don't tell them exactly what they are. And so some of the reactions you get, they're like, oh, there's that one. Like, oh, <laughs> you know, um, and they get a little bit shocked sometimes, but what are you most excited about when it comes to on fire productions? Like if there's one thing that you could name, what's. So I have always been a fan of good stories. Mm -hmm. um, not, not so much reading. Uh, I hated reading in school. Mm -hmm. I read, I, I read a total of, there was one book I read in high school um, and it was, it was a good one story. One out of the was, four years. Yeah. What? How'd you get through that? Uh, I am so I'm I'm really really good at just flying by the seat of my pants and making stuff up. Um, what? I graduated like I think seventh in my class, uh, and I I never I never took I I, I think my freshman year I took I took some homework home. Hmm. Um, <laughs> sophomore, junior, senior year. I never took a book home. I never did anything outside of school what? when I graduated. Dude, like I mean, how big was your class, though? That's the question. Uh, it's probably smaller than yours. I think my graduating class <laughs> was like 110. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Mine's like 600. Yeah. So, yeah, that's quite uh, a bit smaller yeah. than yours. Yeah. Um, but I I did, like I said, I read one book. It was called A Last Babylon. I actually mm -hmm. bought the book afterwards because I enjoyed it. Um, but I, I really like stories. And a lot of that has been with um, TV shows, movies, stuff like that. And I, I've like for a long time, I had a huge collection of DVDs. I would just go buy random off the wall movies, watch it, and then add it to my collection. Um, 
well, as, as a result, I've had a lot of ideas of things like, oh, hey, this would be really cool or this would be really cool. Um, and so a lot of those ideas have gotten written down, um, mm-hmm. just kind of gone with it. I'm like, eventually, you know, maybe, maybe I'll do something with this. So the idea of being able to actually see some of those come to life um i think is is probably what's going to be the the most exciting for me as far as like being involved with it yeah um even like you know i've been i've been working with my my uh my boys they're both big superhero fans um especially spider-man they Mm, they have wanted to make they've wanted to make a spider-man fan film for years dude me too my, my my uh my oldest has actually like he's he's working on a script right now um i'm trying to give him some pointers and stuff like how to write it up you know good storytelling um trying to to bring it down to his level as much as possible yep. but um no we've been actually talking about uh, uh some superhero stuff because i know like uh with with Marvel and Disney right now, it's it's going down the crapper. They're is, trying yeah. to trying to get into all this garbage nonsense that they don't need to be in, and it's they're ruining Marvel. Uh, mm-hmm. They're ruining the MCU. And so, as as sad as that is to see these these heroes that I grew up with, and like they're they're probably going to be nothing before before much longer it's also opening a door for us. And so like I've been, uh, me and my, my youngest son is really, really good at like, kind of like me, just like he can take a thought and he can just kind of run with it. Like, so a lot of the papers I wrote in school, I would start with a sentence or an idea or something like that. And then I would just, I'd start writing and it would just, my brain would just keep going like, okay, we'll go here with it. We'll go here with it. We'll go here with it. And so my my youngest son and I we actually had to drive uh, yesterday from where we live about thirty minutes away and back, and so we in that time uh, we came up with a, a superhero. Uh, we have their backstory. We have like the the idea for like a first movie that we're actually going to do. Um, like what happens like at the beginning, like the 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 big the origin arcs. story. Yeah. Yep. Uh, cool. So we, we've got it like already figured out and done. And then, and that was within like an hour. Like we had nothing, absolutely yeah. nothing. And we just, within an hour, we've got this all figured out. I've got the story in my head. I've been actually working on writing it out. We're going to try cool. to do a script and stuff. So being able to, to kind of utilize that. Yeah. yeah I, I think mm-hmm. that's for me, that's, that's what I'm looking forward to the most. Um, yeah. How about you? I know. Uh, I, I don't think I've seen, I know. It's harder for you right now because mm. because you have school. Yeah, and um, everything else that I'm doing, yeah, it's harder. Yeah. But I am excited to work on the worship playlist with Antoine. That's kind of what we were thinking as mm-hmm. I'd work on with him with that. Um, and, you know, just to see where that's going to go. Because, you know, um, while I like the playlist that y'all are putting out, it's just not my tea. Like, you right. know, right. so I'm excited to see what, um, you know, we get from that. Um, but when it comes to like, the superhero stuff, I love that, you know, what you're talking about, writing scripts and stuff. And it was funny. I was thinking about it the other day because I recently got done playing the new Spider-Man game that just came out. Best stuff from Spider-Man I've ever seen, ever. Um, but I was thinking to myself, I'm like, you know, if you think about it, Venom's kind of like sin 
like you know they you know that they, they want him that they, they want him so bad as the you know like you know because that makes him feel better or whatever right but mm-hmm. then they realize oh snap this is making me one aggressive or whatever it's bringing out the worst in me and i'm like where do you think they got the idea from like yep. come on and i was and i was sitting there thinking to myself like you know you could make honestly i think with like, the way spider-man's written you could make a christian fan film out of it oh, i yeah. mean just you know cause, and i thought about it in my head so much like shoot you could use mr negative for all i care i mean because that's a cool character too like and I thought about it for the longest time, like, what would that look like? You know, like, maybe because they did the No Way Home stuff, like, me and my three friends be the three Spideys? Sure, let's do it, you know? So and we, I, uh, my brain's always running stuff like that. I'll, uh, yeah. I'll have to send you some of what we've got for those heroes and stuff. But um, yeah. I don't know if you saw it. It was a while back. I did an episode with, uh, what's his name? Chris, Chris Ashley. Um, so he is actually from a he has his own podcast but he's the one that he's more well known for is it's called uh, systematic geekology mm. um and what they do is they look at pop culture stuff uh so star wars marvel um random disney characters they do like dungeons and dragons games uh wow. dragon ball z like everything and they they look at it from a christian point of view and they look and see, like, um, you know, is this, like, telling a Christian story? Because ultimately, all, like, if you want to have a good story, there there are some key elements that have to be there. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the idea of, of hope is a common one or good triumph over evil type thing. And all these really come back to what we see in the story of Christ in the Bible. Um, mm-hmm. Now, some of them is going to be a little more blatant than others. Right. But ultimately, that's that's where the good story comes from, and so I actually did an episode, <clears throat> excuse me, an episode with him on uh, Spider Man and Free Will, and so mm. we talked about because um, it was shortly after the uh, oh I don't remember the name of it. My my kids would be like so the newest movie upset with me. Yeah, the, the newest no cartoon. No way home. So it was that and the whole idea of the the canon event, right? Mm, so I something know, that, that's not No Way Home, that's um Spider-Verse. Oh yeah, 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 through the Spider-Verse. Mm-hmm. So the idea that there are these things that happen that have to happen, that we can't stop it. Um and so we kind of looked at that and then compared that to like free will and and things like that and I mean it was it was a it was a really Really interesting conversation. Um, I wasn't sure where it was going to go. I actually, right. when I reached out, I was just looking for an interview. I didn't, re- I didn't realize that he was part of that podcast. I didn't realize that he was a uh, a big Spider Man fan, um, anything like that. And it ended up being a, a really, I think, really good conversation and a really interesting conversation. Mm-hmm. But uh, no, that's that's good. I'll, uh, I'll, like I said, I'll have to send you some of what we've got already. And Heck yeah. uh, bring you bring you in the loop on some of the superhero stuff. Yeah, I mean, like, and it's funny, like, we talk about Marvel going to the toilet. Well, that's the truth, but I always like Spider-Man, like, that, you know, even even if, like, everything else happens, I always like Spidey. You know, that's just a thing, you know, because they, I mean, if, as long as they're still making good content, like, games and stuff, especially the games, like, cause that's something I can interact with and do. 
heck yeah. yeah. You know, I'm, um, yeah. I'm not going to be mad about that because, I mean, like I said, the stories are like movies now, the way they can make the games look, which is yeah. insane. I mean, like, you know, because I got a PlayStation 5, and I'm like, oh, my gosh, my brain's melting at the quality, you know. Um, and I'm hoping one day we'll get to make stuff like that, maybe with motion capture and stuff, you know. Oh, be cool. I think – I think we will. We've actually, uh, we've, we've, I know Donovan's talked to her, but there's a lady that we've talked to about possibly doing some animation stuff. Yeah. yeah, And she Mm -hmm. actually has made a, a VR game. Uh, I think it's a game. It's actually probably more like an experience, but what it is, is she took the book of revelation and after everything and like, like seeing like what the world looked like, she kind of made this world based on that, and you can walk around and see, like the just the destruction and the desolation and all that. Um, so I, it's definitely I think possible. And like, um, yeah, Donovan said this uh, early, early on when I kind of joined the group with you guys, um, and I, I would agree. Um, I think it's going to happen. We, I, I see this being an international thing. I see this yeah. being massive. There are some some massive holes that people are wanting good, genuine content. They're wanting stuff that they can they can go with their kid, even even if they're not Christian. And that's what you know. Some of the stuff that we do, it doesn't have to be beating people over the head with the Bible. You can be like, uh, you know, I, I I've talked with with Cody a good bit about because we're actually both uh, we're both working on on fantasy stories. And uh, kind of the like Lord of the Rings type genre, mm. and you know Lord of the Rings uh, was is is based on a lot of Christian themes. Um, Chronicles of Narnia is very, very overt Christian, but there's tons of people that love that that are not Christian. They just love it because it's a good story. Mm-hmm. It's, it's a good story because it's based on the the story of Jesus. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> So there's, I think there's going to be a lot of possibilities for stuff like that. I, I see, uh, Charlie, one of these days you're going to be doing a voiceover for, like maybe we'll just we'll just buy the rights <laughs> for Spider Man. Please do. And you can be the next you know, Spider Man. When, when Marvel goes in the toilet, let's do it. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, and you know, and this is something popped in my head because I think it's just so funny. And then I'll, um, then I've got something else too. Is you know that Michael Jackson wanted to be Spider-Man at one point? Wacky. Um, really? In the 90s. He wanted to buy Marvel and be Spider-Man. That would be that would have been funny. Oh, wow. Yeah. I'm, I'm glad that didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, me too. I mean, it would have been like he'd be swinging to the city. He, he, it just like flying through the air. Um, but, you know, one thing that I was and I think Donovan might have shared it, is, um, you know, there's going to be a like a biblical game. It's like you time travel back to biblical times and you get to walk through. It's like a free roam thing. And I'm like, I want it now. When is it coming out? Um, but it looks so cool. You know, I, I think, think that's something uh, on fire needs to get behind, like to, you know, help push it. I think <laughs> I've seen some stuff with it. I think it's still in development. Um, yeah. I've seen it like a trailer, but yeah, but it's, I, if I, if it's, if it's the one that I've seen that I'm thinking of, it's like a crowdfunded. Yeah, kind of yeah, similar, yeah, yeah. similar to like the chosen, chosen. Uh, <clears throat> but no, I, I, from what I've seen, they've got a it good looks bit amazing. of it. Yeah, they've got a good bit of it done. They just have to like kind of build it out, expand it. Yeah. Um, 
But no, that looks really cool too. Being able to like play through that and see some of that stuff. Um, I, I think it's going to be cool. Like being able to see eventually like doing something like that, but uh, having it be in like a, a virtual reality. Like being able to stand and obviously it's not going to be the same as actually seeing it in person, but if you can like stand and, and see Jesus give the sermon on the mount, um, or, you know, some stuff like that, like that would be crazy to be able mm-hmm. to at least in, in temporarily, you know, uh, before I, I, I think that, uh, we'll be able to see all that, like how it actually happened once we get to heaven. But, uh, yeah. here on earth, being able to see some of that, I think would be really, really cool. Oh yeah. hundred <laughs> percent. Now that we've gotten over our, um, nerd fest as I, I don't know what you'd call that, <laughs> to be honest with you. Um, now I've got questions for. Um, pertaining to the youth, because you know he's the Young Minds podcast after all, right? Yeah. So um, when you look at the youth today, do you see hope, or are you worried about the future? Um, I see hope. Um, I know there's there's a lot of people that may not. Um, yeah. So there's, there's a couple things to me. I've seen a study recently that uh, <clears throat> I don't know what I think, is it, I think Gen Gen Y, is that correct? What uh, generation? Uh, like what I am? Yes, I'm a I'm I'm Z. So Gen Z, okay, maybe it's Gen, Gen Z. Z. I think it's okay. I think it is Gen Z because it'll be the the youngest generation that's like just now, kind of like getting out of school and stuff. But they are the first generation that has kind of taken a step back on some of this. Um, very anti-christian stuff um that's so good like to they're, hear. they're they're the first generation that actually is less favor like so <clears throat> if you look at like the the baby boomers um yeah. or the the oh golden generation i think is what they're called not millennials before that um i think Ooh, it's boy. the the golden generation i don't know but I, I'm not good on the names. The Golden Girls. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> well, they they um they were like like two percent in favor of same sex marriage, and then the next mm-hmm. generation it jumps up to like ten. The next generation jumps up to like like twenty, thirty, whatever. Um, Gen Z is the first one where it's actually gone back down. Like they're they're not in favor of it. Yeah. And I think part of that is because there's a lot of struggles right now with a lot of families and. There's a lot of people that are um, having difficulties finding a partner and they're having difficulties um, even just getting out and starting a family and, and jobs and things like this. And so they're looking at uh, like my generation or before, or mainly before my generation, and they're seeing well, what's the difference? They, they had all this stuff and they were able to get this. Well, the difference was all this promiscuity wasn't, wasn't nearly mm-hmm. as rampant as what it is. And the um, one thing I think about too, um, is like Jesus revolution. Have you seen that film? Yes. Like, yeah. So, you know, a lot of the themes and all that were presented that were happening to the young kids in that film are happening exactly the same thing that's happening to me and the rest of my generation. And so it has not changed since the seventies. Mm-hmm. Yep. Now there might be different methods that Satan's trying to use, you know, cause of social media and all that. But his tactics are still the same, and we yep. have to realize that. 
it's just yeah. in a different disguise, if you will, you know? Yeah. And I, I think too, like your, your generation more than I think any other generation is really hungry for the truth. Uh, for truth. Yes. Something. Um, <clears throat> yeah. And that's good news for us because we have the truth, mm-hmm. uh, not, not a counterfeit, not something that just kind of looks good or feels good temporarily. Like, absolute truth is a thing and we have access to it and and your generation is is hungry for it they want it yeah i mean because one thing's for sure like you know one of my favorite lines in that whole film is you know that there's an entire generation searching but just in all the wrong places and there's a lot of kids that do it they're doing that but also there's a lot that are finding it in the right place because they've gone to the wrong places and they've landed on jesus yeah um you know, and I won't lie, there's still some, there, there is still the struggles in my generation trying to talk to them and everything, because I've been trying to do that more oh, yeah. in my senior year. I won't lie, there's been a few times where I've wanted to take my Bible and just, well, bam, but it doesn't work that way, unfortunately. <laughs> um, and, you know, they will give you those hard questions for sure. Like, I'm like, my man or woman, you going to, like, keep arguing with me? And I'm like, oh, my gosh, you know, that's one thing that they do, because they know that you won't, a lot of us won't stand for is, We'll answer your questions, but we're not going to argue with you about it because it's not going to get us anywhere. Yeah. But, you know, like, I mean, I, if, if I have a group of people in that group, if there's people asking questions or wanting to learn, or if you got somebody arguing, I'm going to go to the people that want to learn instead because I'm not wasting my energy on the person that's arguing with me. Yep. I mean, the reason why I say that is because it literally just happened maybe a couple months ago. So, you know. Oh, yeah, I've I've had similar. That's where I tried to – <clears throat> on uh, <laughs> in my YouTube comments, as much as I can, I try to engage with people. Um, mm-hmm. But I definitely, <clears throat> before I interact with really anybody, I try to pray and see <sighs> see if I can if I can feel the spirit leading. Like if if you know this particular person, um, are are they going to be more open to hear what I have to say or to actually like take what I'm saying? Um, or at least like be open to have some dialogue. You know, I, I, I may not see the fruit of it myself, but maybe mm-hmm. I can kind of help plant a seed. And there's sometimes where I, I pray about it and I go in and start talking to buddy, somebody, and then they end up just being a troll. Um, I actually had, had one, uh, um, I, I talked to him a little bit today and then it finally got to the point where I just, I told him like, Hey, I'm going to answer you one last time and then I'm done. Um, to be honest, this is a waste of my time. You're not willing to have a good faith conversation. So mm-hmm. this is just going to be it. And uh, I responded to him, what he said. <clears throat> I haven't even gotten back on to see if he's responded or not. Um, and I'll probably, I will, I'll, I'll see what he says, but I'm not going to engage anymore. Um, yeah. And then there's somebody else, and this guy was an atheist. And there's somebody else that was also an atheist. And they actually came up and they said like, hey, I want to apologize for how this guy is acting because that's not right. And he's like, I'm not a Christian. And then he gave me uh, some pushback on something I said, and we had a little bit of a, a conversation as well. And it was it was a good conversation. Like it, yeah. it didn't end up devolving into name calling and and all this. So, but you definitely you definitely got to pick your battles. Mm-hmm. Definitely. <laughs> and for my final question, and you know, I'll tell you, this is the one that gets people really thinking. Is um. You know, young people today, like we've discussed, you know, face a lot in, you know, today's time with social media, whatever you can think of. Um, what advice would you give to someone if they walk up to you right now and said, I'm struggling to navigate this world in a biblical way? What would you tell them? Um, 
See, told you it gets, gets you thinking. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so, number one thing I would say, <clears throat> spend more time in your Bible than you do in your social media. Good one. Um, that's a struggle for me, too. So that's, yeah, that's oh, good. I, I, that's, especially with, with, I mean, having a podcast and doing stuff like this, like, that's part of it. You have to get on and you have to, like, there's a, a at least a bare minimum that you have to do. And so it's, it's difficult to, to kind of uh, see where that line is. I'm still trying to figure out where it's at. Mm-hmm. I have certain times of the day where I'll get on. And actually I've gotten to where um, I don't like, I, I have all notifications for all social media shut off on my phone, except for Instagram um, <clears throat> and Instagram. The reason I left it on is because I never used it before. I don't like I don't like navigating it, so I don't get on and just like scroll. And so, uh, like, uh, I'll talk to Donovan or Cody a good bit through Instagram. Um, and so I have the notifications still on for that. But Facebook, I have notifications shut off. Twitter mm-hmm. or X, I guess now it is. I have <laughs> notifications shut off. Um, the only time I get on really is if I'm going to post a link to a new vid- a new episode. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would say making sure and being intentional about spending more time in your Bible and in prayer than you are on social media. Um, yeah. Ultimately, that's going to be <clears throat> the way, you know, if, if you look at, uh, I've heard this analogy before, but the way that they know if a, a, a $20 bill is a real $20 bill or if it's counterfeit, they don't study counterfeits. They don't spend their time looking at counterfeits. They spend their time looking at the real thing. <clears throat> and then, because they know exactly what that 20 looks like, they know exactly where the serial number is going to be. Um, they're able to see like if that's off just a little bit. They're able to see if, if it's just maybe the the plate when the the fake bill was printed is like tilted a little bit to one way or another um so they're able to determine what's fake by knowing extremely well what's real so you're going to be able to determine and that's something i think we've seen a lot in the church today too is a lot of uh i've seen a lot of new age and like witchcraft stuff getting into the church and people thinking that it's christianity um and so that's something like knowing what's real um and spending time dedicating time to not just casually read your bible but get in see what god says um do deep dive find good teachers to listen to solid solid biblical teachers you don't have to agree with everything they say there's uh some of my favorite favorite teachers to listen to um, I disagree. Like one of my favorite guys to listen to is a, is a Calvinist. He he thinks that he believes in predestination. He doesn't believe in free will. Um, he's still a brother. Uh, he's still very very intelligent, and I still I, I love listening to him. But uh, you know, find find good people that are solid biblically that you can listen to and, and learn from. Um, make sure you're spending more time with that than you are with with social media. And I think that yeah. that just that will will do. Uh, great for you going forward 100 percent um well that's all the questions i got but if you could tell people where they could find you anything like that of course it'll be at the bottom um yep. the description but where could they uh find you at so i've got uh basically biblical 
we are I primarily kind of focus on YouTube, but um, I'm also on Rumble, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, uh, Amazon Music, uh, Google Podcasts, I think as well. Um, There's a reason why I'm only on two. I couldn't keep up with all of it. <laughs> but it's 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 difficult to get set up. But once you get it set up, usually it's it's kind of smooth. But yeah. Um, so pretty much anywhere that you can go to listen to podcasts, you'll be able to find it. Cool. Um, besides that, um, I mean, on fire stuff, which not, I'm sure you've already plugged. Yeah. Um, I do have, uh, I've published a book, self-published, um, cool. called how to fail at practically everything, a comprehensive guide. <laughs> oh. uh, <laughs> um, and that is, uh, I mean, it's on Amazon. You can find it on like, um, ebook, pretty much anywhere you can get an ebook. It should be available. Yeah. And, uh, hopefully have some other books uh coming out before too much longer i'm working on like three right now four right now um but they're kind of hit or miss so you're like you're like a news anchor you know they all they do is like report fake news and then write books (laughs) they write books about the fake news they report i mean isn't that crazy like they're always talking about yeah read my book oh my gosh another one (laughs) you didn't even write it i bet well i've got uh you know i've got one i'm working on about uh uh, pornography and kind of how the church mm. has swept it under the rug. Good um, one I'm working on about uh, the charismatic church and how to be what I like. I, I, I call myself charismatic with a seatbelt, um, kind of that whole idea. And then uh, I've got a couple ideas for some uh, fantasy books similar to like a Chronicles of Narnia, um, teaching pr- Christian principles and stuff like that through an entertaining fantasy story. So that's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, I thank you so much for your time, and good Lord, we like to talk, don't we? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yes, um, but um, I'm excited for when this comes out, and I can't wait to see what God does with it. And thank you yeah. again for your time. No problem. Thanks for having me. Yep, of course. Uh... With another episode of the Young Minds Podcast coming to a close, I just want to remind you that you are never alone, and faith is action. So let's get out there.